0: Part of the thing that I hate that they tell you in rehab and in a lot of the programs is, you know, you have to do it for yourself. Only you can get you clean. You can only do it for you. And I believe that, like, only I can, you know, decide what I put in my body for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But I am doing it for other people, not just myself. If I was just doing it for myself initially, I don't think I would be able to do it because part of myself is self-destructive and and doesn't like myself. Uh So why would I do it for me? Uh But, you know, I do it for, like, my friends my family that, you know, didn't have a chance.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Al Anonymous. If you're enjoying Al Anonymous, the podcast, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Al Anonymous. If you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free pod, it would mean a whole lot if you could subscribe, rate and review El Anonymous on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if that's too much for you, perhaps you can tell all your friends how much you love the pod. Thanks guys and enjoy this episode. Listeners, welcome back to Al Anonymous after a strange little hiatus that was unexpected and, you know, life, life just throws you curveballs. Anyway, we're back and I have an amazing, lovely, wonderful young lady with me on this bench in McGulric Park where I like to podcast my... <laughs> My friend Victoria Cronin has joined me today on Al Anonymous to discuss her story of... I'll take the reins. Hi, I'm Victoria. Um,
0: thank you for having me, out on this beautiful day in the park. And yeah, I guess I'm here to talk about my journey, my life journey, if you will, uh, or part of it. I think... As Al said, life throws you some hiatuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hiatus I, I don't know if that's plural. Hiatus
1: I. Hiatus
0: I. Um, and yeah, I've definitely had some hiatus in my life, and I'm happy to
1: discuss them. I'm proud of them. And yeah, life is hard, and being a person's hard. Hiatus I make you stronger, I guess. Yeah, or
0: sometimes something. you need a little break and you need to like recollect and mm-hmm. grow into. A new person, or shed a layer of skin, and the shadow. Yeah, sometimes you need to go into a little cocoon to do that.
1: So yeah, constantly going into cocoons and coming out of them. And I just going back into them. I just did a foot peel mask recently, and my oh. my feet started to peel. And I like have my the kids that I babysit convinced that I'm an alien, which is good because I have like this power over them. Mm. I was thinking today how I really need to find like an entity that they fear more than anything so I can threaten them with that so it's your they're bad. it'll be my feet <laughs> yeah uh, anyway the, well
0: kids are the, all little aliens too so yeah I wonder if they have a power over you that uh, scares you
1: probably <laughs> yeah I like love them yeah. <laughs> yeah kids are all little angels even when they're little devils too I don't know yeah <laughs> that's you know that's life that's people complex Definitely. But anyway. I would love to hear about your hiatus, and your journey. Sure.
0: Um, I don't know where to start. I guess if we're talking about kids and aliens, um, I definitely would say that as a kid, I felt like an alien and I still do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's like where like a lot of, you know, a lot of people that like struggle with mental health issues or... Substance abuse issues definitely feel, like, separate sometimes from society or separate from other people. And it's a way of, um, I don't know, I I think that, (laughs) what am I trying to say? There's some, like, self-preservation or something, too, that comes with, like, self-medicating or um, isolating or retreating into, like, your own... Mm Like, with my mental health issues, even, like, as a kid, like, I would, like, create different universes in my head that I could go to. Oh, um, yes. Just, like, these, like, little, like, safe worlds away from other people, like, where I got to be weird, and Mm -hmm. I didn't Mm -hmm. have to, like, uh, dress like everybody else, or, you know, I would talk about things that the other kids were like, what is she even talking about? And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. but in my world, like, it makes sense. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did a lot of fantasy in my
0: head. Yeah, and I think definitely, like, as an adult, um, like, drugs and alcohol and things like that were my way of, like, escaping into mm -hmm. those other universes again. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, as I get older, like, I'm learning, like, better coping mechanisms where, like, I can escape into those worlds, like, through my writing or through, like, making weird videos. Yeah. And I don't need to, like, uh, completely... uh, be unconscious to slip into those universes like I felt like I did uh, that I needed to do before yeah
1: yeah Yeah.
0: where it was just like I you know I drank it it was
1: easier to get there
0: yeah like I drank and did drugs not so that I necessarily didn't have to feel anything but so that I didn't have to be I didn't have to figure out how to do my taxes I didn't have to figure out what I was going to do with my life or my career I just like could kind of uh, drink until I passed out and Uh then you know life is simple it's like life is a lot easier you don't have to um yeah figure out anything you just have to figure out how to get fucked up stay fucked up
1: (laughs) yeah I I've never uh heard anyone put it that way but yeah for sure it's bleak (laughs) yeah and and it's true it's just yeah
0: it's easier yeah it's easier until it becomes like impossible to live And, and you know I think like people with substance abuse issues that do get clean like you definitely it's not even like reaching a bottom it's you reach a point where like you just like the only other option out is like to end your life yeah. and so yeah you know part of like getting clean in in my own way um or becoming like sober minded in general
1: is, um, There's a difference between clean and sober-minded. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, Let's go back to that. Yeah, later. we can
0: definitely go back to that. Uh, but it's like learning how to live a life and be present. And it's really hard, but it's also like one of the nice parts of it is, you know, I feel sad a lot still. Like I feel um, despair, but I also can feel like the joy and the happiness and the beauty in the world. Whereas like when you're completely numb and unconscious, like... Yeah, you don't feel the pain or the sorrow or the despair, but, like, you also don't feel the joys and the happiness. You don't see, like, the beauty in
1: mm-hmm. the
0: tree in the park or, you know, you don't, yeah. like, yeah. get the simple joy of, like, putting a cute outfit together mm-hmm. because you're not, you're wearing, you know, sweatpants or whatever, whatever yeah. I was wearing, you know, didn't
1: yeah I no, couldn't it, see my
0: I couldn't look in the mirror it wasn't it wasn't yeah. fun
1: for me at the end either yeah. for a long time it yeah. just wasn't fun it, yeah like it wasn't like getting ready to go out mm-hmm. pre-gaming it was not anything like that yeah I was like at the how end how do I like have a, a sustain this How? yeah how do I yeah.
0: like have a face mm-hmm. like I couldn't even uh, see myself um I have definitely
1: avoided mirrors for weeks at a time yeah, yeah.
0: It's funny my my mom who were who's going to get brought up probably more than once. Um yeah, she mommy to,
1: issues <laughs> is a hot topic on Al anonymous. Yeah. Um <laughs> I love my mom but she's
0: uh she's a, as we all are complicated. Um and has her own um how do I say it? Uh a, fr- <laughs> a friend of mine Frankie, she always says um People are so special. We're all just like
1: our own little worlds, like orbiting each other and colliding. Yeah, and I was going to say she has her own alien ways. Yeah, yeah. We're all just like... <clears throat> but true, we are re- our own little worlds. Yeah. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, and like our worlds come with complications and wars and strife, and but also like community and beautiful things, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's complex. like when I was a kid, she used to say like if like I was at like a dinner party or like she had people over... I would, like, go to the bathroom a lot, mm-hmm. like, and as an adult, I would go to the bathroom a lot to, like, do drugs or drink right, and, right, like, right. whatever, but I, she would call it, like, Vivi's, like, little time out, um, and I would go to the bathroom just to, like, have a moment alone away from everyone oh to look God. in the mirror to see that I was, like, still there, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even, like, I needed to go to the bathroom, it was just, like, I needed to, like, look in the mirror for, like, five seconds and be alone and be, like, oh, like, I exist, Wow. and, like, I still feel that way sometimes where, like, if I'm with a group of people... Like sometimes I feel like am I, I'm like I'm like I'm observing a group Whoa. of people hanging out and like I'm not there and like it's is that like, like one of your fears? Of it's t- not a fear so much as it is like um, instead of being an alien in that situation, it's more like feeling like a ghost,
1: hmm.
0: where it's like I don't, I can't see like where I fit into the equation. So, I like remove myself and I become like observant to oh these are these are like people interacting. this is like human interaction, yeah, I don't know what role I play in it's, this group. so
1: you just get like the objective view of like what's going on you're not you you're not in it, yeah, yeah, it's definitely um sometimes I wish I could do that, you know, but it's a healthy <laughs> amount of being
0: able to do it, but um.
1: Yeah, it almost feels like an outer body experience. It sounds, it sounds scary, and especially as a kid, and yeah. for it to stick with you.
0: Well, also, it's, okay. you know, especially, like, when you're a kid and, like, you're, you know, you don't really know who you are yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're with a group of people, you, you are kind of, like, performing a version of yourself. You're, mm-hmm. like, aware of yourself. And, like, I was a really shy kid. Like, my older sister... She's five years older, but, like, I... If we were, like, at a dinner party, like, I would be, like, too afraid to, like, say my name to somebody. And Mm -hmm. she would have to be like, this is Vivi. Yeah. I'd be like, "Eh," you know, like, Mm -hmm. I had trouble. Like, I didn't want people to know who I was. Do you think it's a
1: younger sister complex? I've never had a sister before. I imagine it's crazy. It's... (laughs) I mean, she...
0: Five, I mean I know five don't wanna... years is a big difference. It's not like having like a sibling that's like two years older than you where you're like yeah. in school together and like yeah, the teachers yeah. all know you. Um, so like when I was five she was ten. So it was more like, you know, my big sister Maddie, shout out Madeline, love you. Um, she was more like a mom figure to me than anything and my that mom. Makes sense. Yeah. Like my mom again like having her own ish or complexities when mm-hmm. I was growing up. <laughs> she was a little bit more like removed from the equation and Maddie was sort of like the one that like picked me up from school mm-hmm. and like made sure like I had my lunch packed and yeah yeah so she sort of and like she was good at like assuming that role of like I um, can see authority. that in Maddie yeah where shout out Maddie my mom isn't like uh, so organized in that way mm. yeah or wasn't at the time you know
1: yeah. yeah I I like babysit and I you know am now an expert on parenting, parenting. <laughs> so I just, like, of course, critique and judge every single parent that I interact with, mm. and I just feel like so many of these people regret having children. Mm. I know, right? Yeah. But, like, it's true. I, I mean, I've—they say I'm, that, like, mm. o- overall, like, it's, it's the best rewarding experience, but there are—I don't know. I just see people who are so unhappy— well, but I, I, yeah. maybe they're just, like, I don't know. I
0: think there must be, like, a little bit of resentment just because, you know, you live your life for you up until when you have kids. And then, you know, you're living your life for somebody, for something else. Right. And, like, there's, like, a lot of beauty in that. But, like, it's also it's hard to, that kid is taking away your, part of your freedom and autonomy. Mm-hmm. And, and there must be like a little bit of is um, that a train? Resentment. Yeah, that was a. Where did that come from? It might have been a truck. A truck. Okay. Yeah,
1: we're in Greenpoint. Shout out no Greenpoint. trains over here. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, Sorry, but yeah, I mean, do you want to have kids? No way, absolutely not. Really? I want cats. And okay, yeah, I think I'm just uh, being. I'm projecting because I know that my parents regret having kids Mm. uh, because they have said that to me before, um, which is kind of an insane thing to say to your kid. For sure. I mean, like, yeah, if I could do it again, I probably wouldn't have kids. My mom told me from a young age, (laughs) she was like,
0: you know, when you grow up, you don't have to have kids. You can just have a bunch of dogs. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. And she, I mean, she's told me, like, I've asked her before, like, why did you have me so much later than my sister? And she told me that she never wanted to have kids, but Mm. she thought that my dad would make a great father, which he is. Shut up, Ryan, great father. And so he gave her, he gave, she had Madeline because he wanted to have kids, and she thought he'd be a good dad. Mm-hmm. And then she told me that Madeline was such a monster as a child <laughs> that she needed a witness.
1: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so she
0: had me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so Madeline would have something to play with, and my mom mm-hmm. could have a witness to
1: the monster that was yeah, a five-year-old. That's, which, that's important. Yeah, that's important. My, my mom used to say, I hope you have a daughter when you're older who's just like you. Oh my <laughs> I know, and now I babysit a girl who's just <laughs> like me, and it, it. I feel bad for how horrible I was like as a little kid, and for yeah. most all of my life, still. To be that's, honest,
0: that's cool. But do you think that there's some like redemption in that? Like I babysat. I went to like a really strict Catholic school from first grade to eighth grade that Mm -hmm. really did some um damage to me uh mentally and emotionally yeah yeah it was like i can get more into that but uh, like i I don't yeah Uh, catholicism has done a number on me and over the years it's done a good number on me but um when i was growing up it was uh, a little bit rougher i like both of my parents like practiced Buddhism when I was a kid and I'm like I can't go like, to Catholic school. A meditative family to going to like you're one of the sheep. You can't stand out. Like Whoa. there's no cre- like we're going to beat the creativity out of you. Um Wow. But <sighs> when I was in high school I started babysitting a kid that went to my Catholic school who was like in 3rd grade I think at the time. Mm-hmm. And I babysat him through like till he was in middle school. And I gave, I got to give him, like, all the advice that I wish I would received when I was in that yeah, school. Like, no, I you are special. It. Like, you can be creative. Uh-huh. Like, question these teachers. Like, don't just, like, take what they're saying as, like, the truth. Like, you're allowed to ask questions. You're allowed to, like, be analytical.
1: Mm-hmm. I told um, my kids that
0: voting doesn't matter yesterday. Yeah, and, like, that's I had it. to, someone has to tell them. And it's really, I mean, I love kids. And, like, I've learned so much from babysitting. Just from the kids alone, that I've probably learned, like in college. To mm-hmm. be honest, just I guess because, it's rewarding in that. Yeah, sense. and like they don't have like the, they're not hardened by the world yet. They don't have necessarily like the same filters. I think mm-hmm. that they're like conduits for like some other realm of intuition that oh, absolutely is really for sure uh, mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things that's like always bothered me about, like, even, like, seeing, like, parents treating their children or, or teachers. Um, like, my mom's an educator, and she's a really good educator, and she works in progressive education, which is also funny because like I Waldorf? To, um, She worked at the Blue Man School for a long time, which Like is, the Blue Man Group? The Blue Man Group started a school, no. yeah. So she, like... Wait. Yeah. Do they learn how to be Blue
1: Men, or is it, like, real...
0: It's more, like, yeah. uh, arts-based learning, and, like, <laughs> the kids kind of... Um, do the blue men... Ma- they really don't ha- I mean... Okay. They don't have... It's... Yeah, I think it was...
1: I love the blue man group. Like,
0: they started it for their kids because they couldn't find a school that was as progressive <sighs> right, as they right, wanted right, right, it right. to be.
1: As the blue man. Yeah. And, like, my
0: mom is very, like, alternative education. Like, growing up, like, all of our, like, kids' books were, like, instead of, like, Cinderella, it was, like, Cinder Ugly. And it was, like, about an ugly girl who mm-hmm. still found her prince charming. Aww. And, like... You know, instead of like, um, what's, it was like the three little pigs and the big bad wolf, Mm -hmm. but like in the end, like the pigs build a house out of flowers and the wolf comes and instead of blowing, he could blow down the house, Mm -hmm. but he smells the flowers and is so overwhelmed by the beauty that they all, like, start, like, a dance party and Aww, become friends. that's like, nice. like, just, like, that kind of, mm-hmm. um, sort of, like, hippy-dippy New Age, yeah. um, take on...
1: I, I feel like I kind of provide that things. for the
0: kids that I watch. Yeah, but, um... But you, okay, but yeah. you also had to go to Catholic school. I did go to Catholic school, and I think I went because my mom had gone to, like, a Sacred Heart school growing up, in St. Louis. Is that a Catholic school? It's a Catholic school, but it's not... So, the Catholic school I went to is Jesuit, which is, like, a specific part of Roman Catholicism, whereas mm-hmm. uh, Sacred Heart is, like, you. The, it's centered around, like, worship of Mary, and it's all women, and it's Got all that. run by women. My mom had a really good experience just... Um, Learning from strong women and like mm-hmm. being around girls, and I think that's what she wanted for me. Whereas, wait,
1: was it Mar- Marymount? Marymount is
0: not, it's all girls, that's where my sister went, right? Um, that's but different school, though, a different school. Uh, but my mom wanted us to have like a sort of like classic education, she wanted us to like learn Latin and learn mm-hmm. about like the Greeks and no, and totally. You know, like later in life, I when get I resented her, and I've gotten over this because I understand that parenting is hard and there's no rule book, yada, yada, yada. You yeah, 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 yeah. People—I'd like to think that she had my best interests in mind, and it just wasn't right for me. And maybe I, you know, as a kid, could have spoken up a little bit more and said I was unhappy, but, you know, that's— a, it's, it's hard. There,
1: you can't yeah. go back, and yeah, that's left. for sure. But, um, speaking
0: up for yourself is one of the hardest things. Oh like, yeah. Especially like as like a
1: in the girl world. Yeah. and you're
0: like, your body's changing uh-huh. and you already feel so awkward and weird and yeah. uh, then to like, sorry, I'm going to be like all over the place, but that's how my brain works. It'll come full circle. It's I how hope. The pod works. Um, yeah. Like when I was like, uh, 12, I remember I decided to become a vegetarian Mhm. And Or maybe I was younger. I was in, I was in fifth grade, so I don't know. Like, I think like, I was in fifth grade I when I became a like vegetarian, something too. like that. But I remember, like, I watched an episode of The Simpsons, and it's the one where Lisa becomes
1: a vegetarian Aww. because she sees a little sheep, and the sheep is like,
0: Lisa, don't eat me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, Lisa I've never was, seen that, but I uh, imagine that was a good impression. Yeah,
0: and like, Lisa <laughs> was like, you know, I loved The Simpsons growing up, and I was like, oh, she's so smart, she's so cool. And then, like, I started like playing the script in my head where I was like I love my cat like I wouldn't eat my cat like Uh animals have personalities like I'm not gonna take this personality's life like when Mm -hmm. I could go to the grocery store and eat a carrot like whatever
1: yeah yeah. um
0: but I was so afraid of telling anybody that I became a vegetarian like I would go out to dinner with my parents and I would still like order meat and then just like eat around it Mm -hmm. and I remember like six months into this like I'm at the dinner table my sister's just like to my mom and dad, she's like, "Do you guys not realize Vivi's a vegetarian? She's been picking around the meat for like six months." And I was like, so embarrassed oh. that she outed me without like. And it's not <laughs> it's not
1: even like something you should be embarrassed yeah. about. But I was just so afraid of like being being the a, alien or
0: like you know like I wanted to make this. I, I think I became a, a vegetarian because I wanted to make a decision for myself. Right. I didn't right. want you know my whole life to be other people telling me what to do or mm-hmm. how to how to be. But I was too afraid to let other people know that I was making decisions for myself because I didn't want people. I didn't want my parents to know like who I was or my personality because mm. I was afraid of like, is this gonna make me stand out? Are they gonna think that I'm like trying to be a contrarian and, or they, rebellious? and they just
1: Really did not want I didn't care. <laughs>
0: wow. They're like, okay, cool, you're a vegetarian, and I was like, Cool, like <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Like I can. But, like I was just so afraid of like people knowing who
1: I was, or, you know, like... Yeah, you want to retreat into your fantasy world.
0: Yeah, or, Mm -hmm. like, not be... I was so afraid of being judged for, like, taking a stand or,
1: you know, having an opinion. And even now, more than ever, it's... (laughs) You are judged for for every opinion stand that you take.
0: Right, and that's, like, more than
1: ever, like, as an
0: adult, like, I've tried to become more indignant in, like, what I believe in and, and mm-hmm. not being afraid to to say those things especially for that girl like yeah. who was 10 too afraid to be a person I'm like oh like I'm pr- like I'm proud of who I am like I've I've survived I've like overcome a lot in times when you know I didn't want to survive and I didn't want to um you know I never let myself sort of like retreat into the flock like even if I didn't let people know who I was like inside I was like I still had that self-preservation preservation, if you will. So for like that girl who was like too afraid to say anything but still did those things for uh-huh. herself, like now I'm I need to be like vocal about I'm proud of who I am, like for my own Yeah, no uh, for life sure. To live your whole
1: life where you're uh, like hiding yourself from people yeah. and like you don't want to look in the mirror and you it's yeah you it's really a huge feat to to be yeah. able to say that you're proud to be you, and exactly. it, it's it's so hard.
0: And I've you know honestly, like unfortunately, like over the past like ten years, like I've lost a lot of people to mental illness, to mm-hmm. addiction, mm-hmm. and like sorry, I'm gonna try to not say like as much, but it's okay. We can cut <laughs> the out. for those for those people who's who, you know didn't get a chance to taste happiness or survive like I need to be myself for those people that Uh didn't feel like they could be themselves and or you know destiny didn't have it in them in store for them to um get to the place that I'm at and the place that I'm at is you know I'm choosing actively to be happy even when I'm not like I had a good therapist um kind of, she didn't tell me this, but it was sort of, uh, inferred that even if I'm not happy, uh, I can cosplay happiness, Right. which is, what does a happy person do? They take a shower in the morning, they wash their face, they take care of their, you know, they make their bed, Mm -hmm. they pick out a cute outfit, they feel good. And even if I'm not doing that, if I, even if I'm not feeling that, if I do those actions, Maybe they'll stick. Yeah. And, you know, it'll become a routine, and and maybe I will become happier. And I have become happier by pretending. (laughs) (laughs) Or not pretending, but... Fake it till you you make it. You fake it till you make it. And and I really do believe that's true. Um, And, yeah, I think for the longest time, like, I told, you know... I was diagnosed with, like, depression when I was 12. And it's like, if you're telling a 12-year-old that's going through puberty and changes and is angry in general and, you know, get, getting their period for the first time mm-hmm. and seeing the world for like the ugliness and the war and the rape and the Holocaust and all of these awful things. Like, of course you're going to be kind of sad, yeah. but then for someone to be like, no, you're depressed. Uh-huh. That's, that becomes part of your identity. So I think for the past 15 years I told myself, Oh, I'm, I'm Victoria. I'm a depressed person. Right. And I think it was like in the past year I started telling myself, I'm Victoria, I'm, I'm allowed to be sad about sad things, but maybe I'm not, maybe that's not part of my identity. You know, what if I woke up every day and told myself, I'm a happy person, I'm yeah. sad in this moment, but it'll pass, and that's been really helpful.
1: I, uh, yeah, I once, or I still kind of, I catch myself, I like identify as an alcoholic but I feel like that's something that I, like, learned in the program mm-hmm. to, like, just, like, that is me, and I'll be an alcoholic forever. And But I also feel like it's a way for them to keep you in. Like, no one else out there understands you because you're an alcoholic, and you'll never change. Yeah. But, but identifying as anything, honestly, is just another tether, you know? I try not to identify as anything, mm-hmm.
0: and I think that that's something that, so important about like the practice of mindfulness Mm -hmm. or just like grounding yourself in this present moment like I'm I'm nothing right now I'm just alive Uh I'm in the park with Al Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful day out there's kids running around I wish they would be more quiet I also wish for that (laughs) but like I don't need to constantly be thinking about who I am or what I am I just need to be you know what I be here Here now now, you know Mm -hmm. as corny as that is and yeah, I mean, I've had, I've, you know, the program I think has helped so many of my friends and so many of my family, and I think it's a beautiful thing um, if it works for you, but I don't think that it needs to work for everybody, and I have trouble with, I've had trouble with the program, too, in that regard of, hi, I'm Victoria, I'm an alcoholic, hi, I'm Victoria, I'm an addict, and saying that all the time, it's also, you know, I'm Victoria, I've had ups and downs. Maybe I've Mm. had bad coping mechanisms for some of those ups and downs. Um, I don't, I don't feel the need to define myself as an alcoholic or an addict. Um, But I think if you do need to do that and it helps you, that's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. And don't overthink it. Um, Identity is a cope, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I just, for me, like what's been most helpful again is, is mindfulness and just trying not to think about myself so much all the time. And and I think identity asks you to think about yourself all the time and Uh that becomes your ego. And and the thing that, like, I pray for or ask the universe for when I find myself, like, being judgmental about myself or hating myself or Mm -hmm. whatever is just... Just stop thinking. Like, think about something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh huh. Like, go on YouTube and listen to a, like a video about why water vibrates at its frequency. Be nice to yourself. <laughs> yeah,
1: simple, easy things. Don't be things. so hard on yourself. Where did you Where did you learn uh, mindfulness? Because I didn't learn until like yesterday, basically when I was in the psych ward. Not yet. I, not literally yesterday, but the, I didn't know about mindfulness until I had to, like, go to inpatient and, let, like, take mindfulness, like, yeah. like, session, group therapy, class things.
0: I... Mindfulness has definitely become, like, a sort of, um not, like, trending word, but, like, it seems like its own form of therapy, but I, I've always understood it as just, like, connecting spiritually to something. Well,
1: your parents, you said your parents, yeah. um, were Buddhists. Yeah, well, they're... Are there, are they still? My, so, <laughs> calling my parents
0: Buddhist is pretty problematic, just because they're, like, t- two white people, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. white people, but... We lived in Utah for a little bit when I was a kid, so I lived there from when I was like one to six, and Salt Lake City at the time in the 90s was Mormons, meth heads, and like new agey, yuppie, hippies, right. yuppies, cool. yuppies, I don't know what you call them, so my parents definitely fell like more into the realm of like yuppies, where like they were middle class, upper middle class, but you know would go to the farmer's market and, and right. the health food store and got into crystals and mm-hmm. meditation cool. my mom had like a buddhist guru that she went to and mm-hmm. took classes with on meditation um and she would have <clears throat> us meditate and like to this day like my my mom does like yoga nidra which is a form of meditation and her and my dad wake up every morning at 7am and do yoga together and then have this like ritual where they like hug and kiss and vibrate or something <laughs> but like no, I wouldn't that's, that's I wouldn't nice. say that they're, they're practicing Buddhists I think that that routine, that's, is,
1: routine is yeah as meditative
0: yeah I guess from a young age I've had access to spirituality um my dad is Irish Catholic which is its own breed of uh, alcoholism and addiction mm-hmm. comes from that and I have a lot of um addiction in my family uh Sorry, I have to stop the uh and the um. It's okay. I just have to pause instead. That's what I've learned. You don't have to. It's hard this out. to. It's <laughs> funny.
1: No, it's hard to
0: not say um. But so both of my parents came from sort of Catholic upbringings, and both of them, as adults, found spirituality more in like Eastern mythicism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And. I found mindfulness through meditation and and even like as a kid like I I feel like you were similar like reading a book as its own escape is also a way of meditating because you're not thinking about yourself you're not in your own head and that was like my introduction to a blanket term which is mindfulness which is just not being so in my own ego all the time and not falling into you know as they call in the program like stinking thinking which is just you know you fall down a black hole of thinking about yourself and how other people see you and who you are and mm-hmm. you know getting yourself out of your own head whether that's meditating or you know mindfulness to me is even having this conversation right now where it's like I'm still talking about myself but I'm we're being more here we're being here together and having a conversation instead of you know. Also, when you hear yourself say something out loud, you can realize how ridiculous it is. Or, and uh-huh. I think that that's you know the foundation of any talk it's,
1: program. It's the it's is what talking I to other like the most about this because yeah yeah I find myself saying this thing that's been in my head this whole time like all all my life and then I say it I'm like oh it's actually it's like that yeah you know Just, do you keep a journal do you ever journal I have. Tried to journal my whole life. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, it doesn't work.
0: I think so. I've kept like diaries since I was five, and mm-hmm. I can like pull up any age, and I Even know what I was thinking I'm so about. Jealous. No, but it's not good because I've. I mean, it's good. It's interesting because. Like, anytime something, like, monumentally, like, bad or traumatic has happened in my life, I'll find the journal entry, and I won't talk about those things. I'll talk about anything else. It'll be like...
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so... That's a good life hack. Well, I think it's... It's like we've been down this road before.
0: Yeah, and it also just shows why I, like, needed talk therapy, because for years I had my journals where I could get things out, and, like, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was making space in my head to think about other things. Like, I'd be like... But, you know, I turned to any age, and it's like, I think Lucas likes me, but, like, I really like Dylan. And it's, like, mm-hmm. all this, like, frivolous, like, drama yeah, that, like, yeah, I just felt like I couldn't talk to, like, my girlfriends about. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want my girlfriends to know that I like Lucas, but uh-huh. I think Dave liked me because I was embarrassed about that stuff. Um, but it, jo- it just shows that, like, I had this outlet to actually express something hurtful, but instead I repressed it and pushed it down. Right. And I think that's, like, why years later, you know being like a depressed teenager or extremely depressed and then later as an adult like using substances as coping mechanisms I think those things started to bubble to the surface and I just couldn't push them down anymore so Mm -hmm. I needed the different forms of self-medication to help push it down and like like anything um trauma and and repression is like an infection it just you know, even if you're not dealing with it or feeling it, it's just going to grow
1: into a, a yeah. worse, yeah, grosser, it's, more infectious thing. It's like going thing. down a hole deeper and deeper and yeah. deeper and deeper. Yeah, and that's part It's of, like easy to go down yeah. and like it's easier to just let the infection spread because totally. you don't want to like go to the doctor and like find out what's wrong with you and like do all these things that are uncomfortable to Get better literally.
0: Like I people instead like of it. going to the doctor, and when it's like a small infection, it's like I'd rather not go to the doctor, not have to worry about what it is, and maybe die from mm-hmm. it two years later. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> yep. That was, that's like the mentality of yeah. an addict or of any. Yeah. And it's like in a bad place. Totally. And depressed. that's why I'm
0: so grateful for like, you know, like I'm not like I'm not ashamed that like I've gotten to the like psych ward a couple of times. I'm not ashamed of going to rehab. Like, of like actually having to. You know, I hate the term rock bottom because I never know what a bottom is. Mm-hmm. And I and maybe my rock bottom, I don't even, you know, they always say like the bottom keeps falling out. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm glad that I had to go into such a dark, dark place because I don't think I would have ever found the light of the place that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. And I would mm-hmm. have just been, like, straddling on the edge. Like, I always use this metaphor that, like, For from when I was like twelve to twenty four, which was twenty or twenty four was like when my addiction really like took over, Mm -hmm. or like became a thing, and it was after a bad or a a long term relationship had ended. Yeah. Um. And I think the long term relationship had sort of like held the place of a drug or a drink. That makes
1: a lot of sense. You know.
0: And then when that was gone, it was like, oh, like I don't have this this source of love. I have this like hole in me again. How do I fill it up?
1: Yeah. So I would fill it
0: up and then but it felt like I was like sort of like you know let's say you have like a deep dark well and you're like sitting on the edge of it with like your legs dangling mm-hmm. into the well
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I felt like for a long time I was sitting there with like looking down into the depths of this dark well and like feeling my, my legs sort of being like pulled towards it uh-huh. and that being like really scary like teetering on the edge of something for so long but like once I like let myself like fall down that well yeah. and it being like the darkest place that I felt like I was never going to get out of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but like I needed to like know what was down there yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and it was For like sure. only
0: once being able to like go down into the plunges of like the darkest depths and like the scariest things of my life and was like I able to like climb out and like I feel like the well is still like I can still see it but I'm like fe- I'm not sitting on the edge of it I'm like yeah you
1: could go down. Yeah, like, I know? know it's
0: over there, but I'm not, and, like, I'm, I'm almost great, I I would rather have fallen down it, uh-huh. instead of teetering on the edge of it for yeah. longer. I,
1: I yeah. mean, yeah, we, we are lucky to have gotten out of the well, because some people never do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, even now, I find that, um, when I'm in the most, like, pain, is when I have the... Most clarity, I guess. Yeah. Or just uh, everything just makes more sense when I am, in pain. I, I like lo- I lost a friend last week. I'm sorry. And I guess you know when someone dies, you just really think about life. So I guess maybe that's different. But I might actually still just be in like grief mind brain land
0: mm-hmm.
1: But I still am grateful for for the uh, painful moments and episodes and um, spells that I've had because if I didn't know the pain, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I would take all of this beauty for granted.
0: Absolutely. And there's also something, you know, I feel like as people that have used substances to numb pain, As like, I think that's been like the biggest fear of my whole life. Is like, I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to be in pain. But Mm -hmm. once you actually let yourself be in pain, Hmm. afterwards you feel good. (laughs) Yeah. As like as 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 weird as that sounds, and then like maybe it's what you said because you can appreciate the beauty. Yeah.
1: And it's well, they say it's good to like let yourself experience every emotion. Right. Like it's
0: it's it's cathartic to just. I mean, that's. One of the things I hate the worst, I hate the idea of crying in front of people. Like, I'd rat, like, even as a kid, like, I would, like, scratch my, like, I'd, like, dig my nails Uh into myself if I felt like I was going to cry. Because I was just, like,
1: people can't
0: see you weak. And, like, I didn't even like crying alone. Yeah. But they say, like, when you cry, like, it releases, like, Mm -hmm. uh, serotonin or something. It feels good. Yeah, it feels good. like a baby after a big, long cry. Yeah, it's almost like, you know masturbate or it's like like, there's like a release Mm -hmm. um, of pent up energy yeah Um, but
1: yeah crying is good crying is good I think I like yeah I was as a kid expressing any sort of like emotion like to like signal that I was in pain or like unhappy was just either ignored or criticized and were punished Mm -hmm. so I I, um yeah my whole life I just like learned to keep all of that sort of thing in Mm -hmm. and I think I had never realized until you said this but I think the the alcohol did push those things like back down Mm -hmm. I read this (laughs) essay in high school about how
0: like the, the highest suicide
1: rate is amongst doctors
0: Mm. And this doctor wrote this essay about how, um, as like normal people, he was a surgeon as mm-hmm. normal people, we don't really know what the inside of the, of our body looks like. Yeah. And it's this like gruesome, wow. disgusting thing, which is also like, you know, like why veterans have PTSD. They uh-huh. see the, they see the insides of bodies and doctors wow. seeing this thing that like,
1: it's like God made. And yeah. Like we God don't to, we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't be seeing that. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking that one of the most, like, dangerous professions uh, is probably being a dry cleaner because I did laundry the other day, like, my own laundry, and I ruined, Mm -hmm. like, a bunch of my clothes, and I was so angry at myself. And I was thinking how angry I would be at someone else if they ruined my clothes. And then I was like, I'm sure, like, professional launderers or dry cleaners are abused by people. Absolutely. Anyway, Absolutely. That, I I am curious about the suicide rate of dry cleaners. Well apparently the highest
0: among doctors
1: is dentists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of this I've heard.
0: Yeah. I think that's because they don't get as much respect. And
1: mouths mm-hmm. are pretty it's like a lot of decay. They probably like get off on like pulling out the <sighs> teeth too. <sighs> And they, and they have access to, like, nitrous oxide, which true. a lot of them are, um,
0: get addicted to.
1: True. I guess I... Yeah. They, huh. Yeah, but but addiction can only go two ways. Like, you you get better or you die. Or you just kind of, like, lose yourself, yourself and everybody else. Yeah. yeah.
0: One of my uncles who um, was addicted to heroin, I had two. One of them got clean and he is an amazing person he runs a rehabilitation clinics all over the country
1: oh i Um, love a happy ending yeah he's just like very successful
0: very happy and then my other uncle went on methadone he got off heroin and Mm -hmm. just lived in government housing on the shore till his like heart went out and he was like 65. Do you, from just being on methadone his whole life because it, it like it like
1: rots your inside Do basically. you think he, he just like didn't have a desire to You know to I
0: think about him a lot because
1: wise. I've
0: like made a lot of work about him, he was my uncle Jimmy um, but he like addicts well people like that I think can fall into mental health issues or substance abuse issues are very sensitive to begin with mm-hmm. um, which is like why like the world can feel heavier, harsher. Uh He was an actor. He, um, he actually had some like good theater success in New Jersey, um, as a young actor. Like I, I did a whole project on him where I found like all like the newspaper clippings, like went to the library and just kind of like wanted to commemorate or like understand him as more than, you know, my uncle that lived in a mm-hmm. government housing projects yeah, and, and rotted away on methadone watching AMC so sad classics until yeah. and like with no one visiting him. Um, oh
1: my God.
0: Yeah. And like, it just, it's a really sad life, but that's also, you know, part of my own recovery is, you know, I'm doing this. If I were just doing this for part of the thing that I hate that they tell you in rehab and in a lot of the programs is, you know, You have to do it for yourself. Only you can get you clean. You can only do it for you. And I believe that, like, only I can, you know, decide what I put in my body for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But I am doing it for other people, not just myself. If I was just doing it for myself initially, I don't think I would be able to do it because part of myself is self-destructive and and doesn't like myself. Uh So why would I do it for me? Uh But, you know, I do it for, like, my friends, my family that, you know, didn't have a chance.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And you know i i have to like find the silver lining in things otherwise yeah everything is shit and yeah for sure you know like the the people that like i've lost to addiction or uh mental health uh related um de- uh passing away is, oh, that's, not that's what come out that's
1: all Verbally the, straight, but um, the, the leaving is the soul leaving, body. yeah,
0: is that they're free,
1: and right, yeah, they're,
0: you know, they aren't, yeah, they're not gone, maybe like their physical realm isn't here, but they live in through me, and I'm gonna like choose to be happy and choose to uh uh-huh. have a better life for those people, and then they live on through me, and but, I could fall back into that black hole, but then. I would be doing, like, a disservice to them. I would be disrespecting right.
1: them. It's And also it's, like, nice to feel like you have a responsibility yeah. to somebody else, you know? Yeah, and that's, again, like, escaping, like, my own ego uh-huh. and escaping
0: the own trap in my head, the split personality of uh, you're the most unique person that's ever lived, but you're also the greatest piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... Yep. like I Constantly. Yeah, and I don't want to be... Th- You know, I have to live for something else besides myself. Otherwise, I'm not going to... You know, I don't have the will.
1: (laughs) I've I've actually... I've found myself thinking similarly. Like, I need to stay sober and, like, do... Like, living, like, healthfully and, you know... Because no one else in my family has made it, you know? Like, at all. And so I... Yeah, it, it's it's nice to be held accountable or something. I don't know what I'm saying. No, I know but what you
0: mean, and and I think that that goes back to like, you know, I believe in God, and and I don't want to get too into like, uh-huh. the
1: I think dogma maybe around it, but like yeah. li-
0: like to me, the idea of of God is you know the universe or the sky or Mm -hmm. you know looking into someone that you love's eye and like really seeing them No, yeah and just living for something else that's like uh, bigger than my own ego bigger than my own head trappings living you know soberly or at least like presently for you know my mom or you know that tree that Decided to keep growing even though it didn't have to and it's been here for hundreds of years. Like living for, you know, my friend who couldn't find the light and the only way out was overdose. You know, Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. like that are bigger than me and that's really nice because it take some of the load off of everything being about me all the time yeah and it also
1: (laughs) gives you a sense of purpose which is what we're
0: all um, looking for anyway yeah you know like thank god there is this mystery of like why we're all here what our purpose is because imagine if there wasn't imagine if we were prescribed like what we were supposed to be doing it would be so boring it would be so much easier but yeah yeah but that's I think (laughs) why like you know again like you can fall into addiction it's easier to know that Mm -hmm. when you wake up in the morning all you need to do is find the next hit Yeah, you don't need to do anything else life is really simple you know what your purpose is
1: there's a lot like yeah yeah fucked up routine but Vivi, mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of running out of time and I have to pick up my kid from school. Yeah, soon. that's fine. But I'm really happy that all of those children finally left to go do a yoga session in the <laughs> park. What are they doing? <laughs> They're practicing mindfulness. They actually are.
0: <laughs> they actually are. Yeah, no, that,
1: that little girl is meditating in the middle.
0: yeah. I used to, I listened to this podcast the other day with Goldie Hawn where she like she's starting this education initiative to bring mindfulness into all of the schools.
1: Nice. She should hook up with the blue men of the blue. I think men, I talked to my mom group. about it. I think that she did this at the blue man school. That's tight. <laughs> I love that. Um, well wait can I ask a question before we go oh my god yes please please so since pandemic
0: has been winding down I've been going back to socializing and trying Uh to figure out how to fit into that trapping Uh because it's been really hard and absolutely instead of like trying to make small talk about like what have you been up to Mm -hmm. because I can't really do that because it's like what have I been up to Mm -hmm. I've just been going up to people I don't really know and being introducing myself and
1: asking them um hey Al what are your hopes, dreams, and fears today? Wow, that's like some cafe gratitude shit. <laughs> you know. I would be so upset <laughs> no. if someone I didn't know not came in, up to me and said that. Not in general, but <laughs> just in this very moment. Like, what are You're your really hopes, asking dreams, and fears? Yeah. My hopes. My hopes, um... I hope to n- no longer work for, for rich people, like, ever, ever, ever again. Word. <laughs> and like it's it's like sad that that's where i'm at now in my life at my age because if this were like i don't know like 5 years ago or something my hopes would be like i'm i'm going to be like a famous like writer and you know but but right now i just like have to be realistic as possible i've gotten really good at being realistic which a lot of people mistake for like Cynicism, or bitchiness, or um, being lacking emotions, or not being sensitive. But it's kind of how I deal with, you know, the the harsh intensity of reality. Is just like this is this is how it is. And usually, when you like really take it for what it is, it's, it's there's something funny. It's always funny. So i guess i i hope to always uh i i hope to always like enjoy what i'm doing mm. and to like laugh every day and i i hope i hope like right before i die when i pa- before i pass on before i leave this physical realm i hope i get to laugh at something mm. dying laughing that's the dream right but that's a good segue so you so you've been
0: being realistic which i think is is good but then what's but your I've dream i've also been
1: i've also <laughs> been like in la la land or crystal World. Mm. so my friend did die uh mm. i don't believe laughing i'm sorry uh it was it was a an addiction mental health problem it's mm. just it's so sad uh, but uh so my friends ha- they for for some of them it's the first time that they're dealing with this sort of death and i hate that I, i'm like jaded about it or like i have a chip on my shoulder it's not even that it's just that like I've, I've i've done it before i've experienced what it's like to like go through all the things when someone you love like overdoses you know uh so what i did was i made a healing grid of crystals for uh, grief and loss so I some of my friends stopped talking to me because that's a normal well it's 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 an yeah anything is normal when you're grieving because nothing is normal when you're grieving Uh, so there's a lot of people I'm not talking to because they said don't talk to me Mm -hmm. so I felt like in this like dream world I was communicating with them and trying to, like, soothe them somehow. Um, but it, that maybe that's just more for me, too. Yeah,
0: totally. I mean, but
1: I've... The, your dreams are for you. Yeah, your dreams are for you.
0: I mean, especially, like, with my mental health and addiction problems, I've had a lot of people that I have been friends with tell me not to talk to them, and Mm
1: -hmm. I just, Mm -hmm. I do the same
0: thing, like, I I pray for them, and I wish them love and joy, and I hug them in my, you know, subconscious, but respect their space, and other people need what they need, and you have to respect boundaries Boundary
1: but respecting is so hard I for know me. I hate it You have to though Because it's, it's
0: Everyone has their own way Of dealing with things Or processing uh-huh. things And some people just can't Handle certain things yeah. And that,
1: you have to like Accept people I really, for where they're at Like if this were my yeah. first time Dealing with this sort of Like a, a loved one mm-hmm. over, Overdosing I, I don't think I would have uh, The insider wisdom To to respect their boundaries To yeah. be left alone Because I when my brother died, my oh my gosh, sandstorm. <laughs> when my brother died, my my mom had a similar reaction, yeah. and just like resented me so much, wouldn't talk to me, and uh I mean that that was a crazy thing to deal with, but yeah, it it, it I guess it I'm grateful for that happening because it. Taught me that this is how people grieve, yeah. and this is how you should. It's not really personal. It's yeah, everyone's you know where they're at with
0: where they're at, and and you know I I notice in myself like I expect sometimes other people to handle things the way that I can handle things, and some yeah, people just can't. And like I, you have that to, is, yeah, like just because I can do that doesn't mean that that's what is in that other person's.
1: Cabinet. It's like when I like tell the kids that I'm watching to stop being a baby or stop crying or like that's not a big deal. Like relax. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, you're three. Yeah, maybe it's a you're- big deal to them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, the crystal. Wait. So you made so, a
1: crystal chart. I made a crystal grid with unakite, uh, smoky quartz, angelite, amethyst, rose quartz. Go, I don't know. You said
0: that you felt um jaded though about some of your other friends. Why don't you make them the Christian
1: Well that's what I did. I oh, made it for did, them. Oh you made it for them. That was, okay, gotcha. was me like <laughs> communicating spiritually. Right. Through the rocks. Gotcha. Because
0: I was gonna say sometimes like if you feel you know, I felt that way too where, you know, I've like I've been through this a bunch of times and this is like I'm close with this person, this is their first time dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And like instead of feeling like jaded, I'm like, Well what what do I know from this experience that, that can I can help sort of them. Yeah. share from having been through this? Already, yeah. But know.
1: a lot of... The, uh, I also know that when, when you're grieving, you don't want to hear about anyone else's Absolutely. experience other than like what your pain that you're feeling. Right. But I know to respect the boundaries. Yeah. It's a good lesson to learn extremely late in life.
0: Well, that's not that late in life. <laughs> also... Yeah, well, you're young. Most Also, people become famous writers when they're, like, 40 uh, on oh, average. that's true. Oh, yeah, fear. <laughs> fear. So,
1: biggest fear. Uh, straight up, it's everyone hanging out without me. Mm. I don't want to be forgotten or left behind. Uh, I don't even, like, care about being famous or rich. I would just lo- simply love to not work for rich people. Mm-hmm. I mostly just... Uh, Want to be appreciated, I guess. And I guess another fear that I have, it, which is substantiated by t- losing so many people to, to mental health issues and addiction and drugs and all of that, is I don't want to... I don't want to die, leave this place and not have anything for people to remember me by I think that's my biggest fear is to not, is to just not be remembered, to be forgotten that's, yeah. it's so fucking, it, it's so narcissistic and like ugly but it's my truest, biggest fear it used to be my fan like people dying but I, I've I've come to terms. I've gotten good at accepting death as a part of life.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't like heights either. I don't like heights either. Really don't like yeah, heights. Neither.
0: I do like roller coasters though.
1: I haven't been on one since I was a kid. I
0: just don't, I like, don't like fire escapes, roofs. I oh,
1: like, roofs, hell no. It's
0: so irrational though, I'm just like, a gust of wind is gonna blow me off the edge. I, and I'm
1: like, no, we are we're not, not we're meant not that life. We're not meant to be up that high, I don't think.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm also so far away from my feet just being tall that I'm like, I
1: don't know what's gonna <laughs> Yeah <laughs> where these feet are gonna go. Um Okay. Do you wanna share your hopes, dreams and fears or should we save it for another pod? No, share. I'll just be really fast. Share. Um today my hope is that this really is like cafe gratitude. <sighs> <laughs> Like is that is that the restaurant in LA? Yeah, they they the, literally ask you like a question like that before you can like get your food. I've only ever gotten the like the side counter like five dollar yeah, bowl. Yeah, pay like, what you wish. Yeah, I don't think
0: that they ask the peasants those questions.
1: They they asked me, <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> and the person I was with was like, she uh, she she's she just she's new here. Ooh. But anyway,
0: okay. So my hope today is that. Everyone, in their own little eye, can find something of beauty to appreciate, and hopefully, laugh at at the same time. Isn't that mm. so funny when you see something beautiful and you laugh at it too? I love laughing. I, laughing is the most. It's it's, the best thing. It's in the most the whole important world. thing to me. And yeah. actually, that's funny because I was writing on my. I'll be. I'll be fast. But I was writing on my journal on the train here, and I remembered something. Um, an ex-lover said to me once like a boy who like really really tore my heart apart uh, like years 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 ago and I saw him like a a year ago and I just remembered this thing he said to me he was like Victoria He, he sent me like a five paragraph text message after I like ran into him on the street he's like you can't take anything seriously. Everything's just a joke to you. And I was like, this is so funny. Like 10 years later, the guy that broke my heart is telling me this over a five-paragraph text message. I was like, get your head out of your ass. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was in love with you. Uh, Oops. No, but um, yeah, I hope everyone can find something or just like a reason to, you know, it doesn't have to be to keep living, but to laugh or to see something beautiful and to appreciate it. My dream... My dream today is that I find something beautiful Mm -hmm. that I can also laugh at. And maybe it's just looking in the mirror. (laughs) I hope I can just look in the mirror and be like, oh, find this thing of beauty and then laugh at it. And my fear... Right now I'm really afraid financially, actually, for myself. And And I think that that's, like, the worst thing because I really do believe in, like what you put out is what you get back so if I'm putting out like anxiety and fear yeah, over financial security uh-huh. all I'm gonna get back is um, not financial security and yep. more stress about it so I'm trying to like let go of that but it's again like the reality of the yeah, world is that that's something that I have to worry about constantly yeah. and yep. um, sure is something but I'm just going to give it over to something bigger than me and let go of the stress and have faith that Everything's going to work out okay.
1: Yeah, because it always does. It this does. Is true. It, was, it really. It does. It
0: does. Yeah.
1: I never believe it until it it happens, and, and it's okay. It's only when I'm trying to control things that things don't work out. Yeah. God, yeah. I wish I could control everything.
0: I'm so glad I can't. <laughs> I just yeah. That's something I've definitely learned in the past mm-hmm. two years of like trying and, to get sober-minded and sober physically and having my struggles is. You just gotta let go and have faith. Let that go and serenity, let go. Serenity, prayer. I, know. It I really is, the though. Me prayer. too. And and the more I relinquish control, like the the more control I actually do. Yeah, retain.
1: Wow. Yeah. This was your first podcast. This is my first podcast. You're a natural. <laughs> my first podcast. Your first podcast. Podcast. Thank you for joining us thank you for having on El Anonymous and thank you for the the key chain oh yeah and join the Patreon guys yeah join the Patreon I'm about to send like packages to all of you with mad stuff in it because I am doing a thing where I'm getting rid of all of my uh, belongings. So, Ooh, stay have, tuned for that. Can't wait. <laughs> you can have an Al-Anon stoop sale. I should. I should. I just want to give it all away. Yeah. But honestly, this is why I'm broke, because I just I don't I don't like asking people for money. That is a subject for another day. Well, we can have a stoop sale. I have a stoop. I want to have a stoop sale. Everything can just be like a dollar. That, that'd be cute. Yeah. People do that here at the park every weekend and make like a fortune. Mm. It's you should do it yeah it's a situation (laughs) okay okay thanks for having me thank you for being here now thanks for having me here now and i just want to say that i love everyone i don't Uh, like everybody but i love everybody and yeah you have to do you want to say one more hello and i love you to maddie hi madeline (laughs) and, and matt
0: and madeline's Pregnant belly filled with. Was an that just angel. a reveal? No, it's, she's she's announced it. I got my okay. I got my announcement in the mail. Um, but I just want to say I love you guys so much, and I'm so excited to become an aunt and to have another angel in the world. Angel. And I love you guys. Okay,
1: goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the Al Anonymous Patreon at patreon.com slash Al Anonymous. And if you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free podcast, perhaps you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes and all the other places that you get your podcast streaming. And finally, if you are technologically impaired Maybe you can just tell all of your friends how much you love this podcast, Al Anonymous, and me, Al. Thank you, and I love you all.